Cristiano Ronaldo! Hey guys, welcome to the Free Flow Football Podcast. We are back from the holidays and ready to record once again. And as it is January, the transfer window has kicked off once again. Um, Nick, this is going to be a, a pretty tough one for us as both our favorite players are, are uh, being linked with moves away in the summer as both their contracts are up. Mm-hmm. That's Odin from Atleti and Aaron Ramsey from Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, those aren't really January transfers since they are you know, supposed to happen in the summer. Right, but right. January 1st is when the players who are out of contract on July 1st are allowed to talk to other clubs. And so that is why the, the rumors are starting right about now. But, you know, Godin to Inter is something that came out of nowhere, basically. You know, a, a lot of people expected him Godin to resign at some point, but it now seems like he's going to leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been nine years at, at Letty for him now. He's club captain, but tons of sources are saying he's gone. And um, he won, a, won La Liga with the club, won Copa del Rey, and two Europa Leagues. He is, without a doubt, a club legend. Yeah, he's actually the, the most decorated uh, club player that they've ever had, along with the most capped uh, non-Spanish player the club's had as well. Um, I think I think uh, the reason why he's the most successful is due to the fact that they have the uh, Super Cups to back it up. So they have about three Super Cups along with some other trophy as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a pretty big loss considering the fact that he's always around. He's always uh, he's always making the first – like he's the first name on the team sheet essentially, really, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's 32 years old and they're paying Griezmann a lot of money. And it seems as though the reason why they're not – maybe they're not able to sign him is because Inter's putting up a bit more money that mm-hmm. Atleti can't put up right now due to the fact that he's a still a top-five center back, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of people could agree with that, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's a, it's a big loss if he leaves. Now, he hasn't left yet, and I always know whenever he scores, he always kisses the badge. Again, like you said, he's been around for nine years, since 2010. Um, you know, he, 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 was, he was paid for $8 million euros in 2010 from Villarreal so if he goes for free it's there's no loss really in terms Mm -hmm. of a a profit since he's paid back that transfer fee by a million times over oh yeah but um at 32 years old he he seems to be losing his legs a bit it's Mm -hmm. not his positioning that's the problem it's not his passing or his actual tackling skills it's the fact that when for instance this year um, when they played Bilbao, he tore or like he he uh, he strained either his calf or his hamstring when he was chasing Anaki Williams because uh, he was a little bit out of position. Mm-hmm. Um, he eventually scored the winning goal in that game, but uh, it, it does appear as though time is is getting to his legs, like all great center backs do. You know, yeah. they have they have to run as well, even though he might not be a, a rather quick center back. Um, but yeah, he, he's a great servant and if he leaves, I'll be very sad, but it's not the end of the world. Yes, exactly. And I think his age has a lot to do with that. Um, at 32, like you said, you never know when the end is going to come You know, for, for players at center back that drop off sort of happens really suddenly. I know we were talking about this earlier today, but I feel like for a club like Atleti who have 
Champions League aspirations, La Liga aspirations, they want to win. I feel like they can't afford to keep relying on him just in case, you know, maybe he falls apart at a crucial point in the season and then they have nobody to look to to replace him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, I mean, that 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 is definitely a good point. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like uh, I remember my one of my favorite players when I first started watching soccer was Nemanja Vidic. And in basically half a season, he he went from everybody talking about how he's such a great center back to, you know, they they're thinking he's going to leave United, and then he he did go to Inter the next year, and after that, he he I think he retired. Um, it happens very quickly for guys who aren't uh, they're not super quick. Uh, Vidic on this case was probably a bit more physical than Godin, but yeah. it's it's still more or less the same thing. When you're a club like you said, who's who need who wants to win. La Liga's the uh, the Champions League. You kind of have to be a little bit more ruthless than a club like say Everton or um, uh, like a Real Betis. Like it, it teams who are mid table and then they don't think that they have the talent to replace old guys like that. When yeah. you, when you could buy a better player like uh, they were linked with, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but a Florentina center back from I think Serbia, Minkovic or something. Lankovic, yeah, yeah, he he's been linked with us already, and I th- believe he's about twenty four, and he's he's been he's I've heard he's been decent. Um, you got to start thinking about the future constantly with 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 uh, teams like this. I mean, you're trying to win. You're not. It's business at, at the end of the day. Yeah, you're right. Um, as for Inter, um, I feel like this is a pretty big deal for them. They are, you know. They are trying to, to, to push towards Juventus, trying to reach that level at the moment. And they already do have quite a good centre-back core with uh, Milan Skriniar, Stefan De Vries, and Miranda. Mm-hmm. You know, with Godin most likely joining at this point, it does look like one of those guys will be gone. And I think that's got to be Miranda since he is also, you know, into his... Definitely. Into... He's two years older than Godin, if I'm it's... not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when Godin joins... You know, providing that Skriniar and Devry both stay, that has to be one of the best center back cores on the planet for sure. Absolutely, I I haven't watched too much of Skriniar, but every time I, I see him play, he he seems like a very good player on the ball, mm. a very athletically gifted center back, along with really good tackling skills. I, I'm very impressed with what I see from him. Yeah. Um, I think I think this move right here either signals that. They think Skriniar might leave for a big fee, or they're thinking Miranda is done. Um, because DeVry just again he got signed on a free transfer as well. So Inter Inter's definitely trying to push, thinking that Godin's gonna be still and he even if he does fall off McKeith, I don't think he's gonna fall off to be like a like I think he would be kind of a top twenty center back. You know, when when players of this quality fall off i don't think they fall off to the point of like irrelevancy yeah you're quite right yeah but i think they fall off to the point where they're just not the same and they're they're at a standard that would be considered very good for a player like uh i don't know maybe a uh a lovren or uh i wouldn't even say harry Maguire, but you get what i mean by that kind of level you know yeah definitely mm-hmm. well for but- individually i mean Inter play a different style of football than Atleti do. You know, he's played for Atleti for so long. Yeah, uh, definitely. Simeone, and that is a very, 
defensive style of playing. It's a very, you know, reserved. Old school. Yeah, old school. Yeah, exactly. But Inter are a bit more balanced. You know, they're not, you know, that that free-flowing attacking side that, like, you know, the, the top teams like Liverpool and City are. But no, they aren't that, you know, defensive style of team. They're very, very balanced. And do you think Godin will be able to adapt to that at 32 years old and, you know, going towards the end of his career? You know, that's a, actually a pretty good question. Usually in this case, I would I would have said uh, look at his international play. But if you look at his international play, Uruguay played the exact same way, right? Yeah. Four four two. always have great strikers, workhorses in the midfield, and then they have Godin to be their rocket center back. Yeah. Um, I think he can adapt. I think his, his passing skills are actually pretty underrated in terms of his long balls. They're not, say, a... Uh, a player like oh, uh, a Suli, who I, I've always been really impressed with when I watch him. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think I think he can adapt to it. Um, and also, it it depends on the players around him too. Uh, although he has some really good players, and th- that defense will be really really good. Mahith. I do think that with Godin and whether they even start him or not, because you know they might want to stay with the two younger players in Skriniar and DeVry. And I don't know if, I don't know how much they would pay Godin to be on the bench. It, that's a very weird kind yeah. of. Yeah. You know, we don't know if it's going to be a back three or. or yeah. One. Like, w- would you, do you think that with, with those top center backs, even if they say they somewhat somehow keep Miranda, would you think that they would switch to a back three or would you think that they would stay to conventional f- back four? Cause usually in Italy, you see a back three quite more frequently in that league than any other league. Oh, yeah, you definitely do. And um, I think it'll be touch and go depending on the opposition. Since they do have that in their locker, you know, they have the three top center backs. It'll be, you know, some games they do, some some games they don't. But what I'm looking at is that they don't really have top fullbacks. Um, like, the Rosalico's there from, on loan from Atleti. And, uh, yeah. He can play in either, you know, a back four or... or um, in a wing back position, mm-hmm. it's really hard to say at this point because, um, you know, it, 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 we still have no idea what it's going to be like, really. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, they, I don't know who their left back is. I'm trying to blank on that. Um, uh, I, I know Dalbert is one. Oh, and uh, Asamoah. Plus- ah, yes, Asamoah, and they and they they're playing playing him pretty regularly. I, for- yeah. I forgot about that. He's somebody um, who play left midfield as well. So yeah, think- he's he he's a he's a good enough player to play left back. Like he does his job. Oh, yeah. For Salico, the problem with him always is injuries. Like he he could be a top player, a little reckless with his tackling, a really 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 good crosser is what I've noticed. Yeah. But he's always injured. I mean, that's going to be the that's the problem with him every time. Yeah. But to, back to the point about the back three, um, I, I feel center backs have to adapt to that as well. Yeah. Due to the fact that it's just, it's a little different, especially the middle center back being next to two other, maybe, yeah. you know, not like usually you have a, a fullback is generally faster than the center back, mm-hmm. most likely. And also the passing's a little different. Sometimes you're 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 mostly you are more opened because of the how the the wing backs are pushed up. Yeah. Um, but to your point, uh, back to going to if Godin can adapt, I think he can. I I want to hear your opinion on it too, since he is my favorite player of all time. I I do think he will be able to. You know, uh, 
at his experience and his level, his intelligence, I think he will definitely be able to. I don't think they'll have any problem with that. Yeah, and I mean, he always he's he's never really been a guy to kick up a big fuss of anything. Like, there's no off the field drama with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I still have this feeling that he could sign with Atletico, and maybe that's just the the fan in me and the heart of how much I, I love this guy. Like I, I really have grown as a big fan of him over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think you're, you're 32 years old. Um, you're on a free contract. Atletico is a little tight on their wages due to the fact that I think they're at the salary cap or the, the wage limit of the Spanish league. Uh, Griezmann's getting paid 20 million a year, which is the second compared second most only behind Messi, and at one point he was getting paid more than Ronaldo was. Yeah. Um, you know, he might not have much wiggle room in terms of money, and Inter might be able to give him that money. And at 32, it's it's hard to argue to get that max contract one last time because that's that's all he's getting. He's getting one more contract, and he might go back to Uruguay or he's retired. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, – I think it's time for Letty to let him go. Really, if they if they can't afford it, you know, there's no point giving him a, a massive deal at his age. No, no, I think it's they just cut their losses and just move on because they have to eventually, right? He's done so much for the club already, and they did it with Gabby, and they did it with Torres already. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they he he will understand. They'll understand. Everyone will move on. It'll be fine. Yeah. So we'll move on to Rabio, who is also at the end of his contract just like Godin, and he is going to Barcelona, according to reports from many reliable sources. And that hasn't also been confirmed as well, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I don't, like, none of these have been, even Ramsey to Juventus, not confirmed, but right. very, very likely that these will happen, you know, just mm-hmm. looking at their right, right, right. situations. Like, My I, bad, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand the situation. Yeah. So, six years at PSG's with, with their first team, and Two years before that, in their youth team for Adrian Rabio, won four league guns, four coupe difference. You know, he's he's still quite young. I think he's 23, 24, but never really reached his potential up to this point. He's always been inconsistent. Um, whenever I watch him, you know, he has quality, but I feel like his attitude isn't right. Um, he just he, he hasn't been hitting the heights. And with PSG always changing coaches and stuff like that, it's very difficult for him. Mm-hmm grow and you know i think he finally said enough is enough i need somewhere where i can grow and he picked barcelona which i think is a really bad choice decision. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean if you, he can barely even get into to psg's 11 i mean in the champions league in huge matches uh thomas tuchel dropped him because you know what what for whatever reason maybe he's not tactically inept enough mm-hmm. can't cope with the physicality whatever it is i mean he wasn't playing in in, in those big games and I'm not sure how he's going to get into the Barcelona squad. You know, when I look at their team, he's probably the fifth or sixth best midfielder. If like prove providing the players who are playing now will stay through the summer. Yeah, it's got to be Arthur, Rakitic, Busquets, uh, Vidal. Yeah, then definitely it, it'll be you know Rabio. Unless you want to count Coutinho, then I think Coutinho would definitely be ahead of Rabio. Oh, for sure. All <laughs> those guys that you've named up, even maybe. Um, Dennis Suarez could be uh, above him, although he's been linked to Arsenal as well. Yeah. But I think you're about to say Sergio Roberto if, if, yeah. if I, before yeah. I cut you off. And I think he would start over him because they'd probably trust Roberto over Rabio due to the fact that he's more versatile. 
um, and he's he's been brought up. You, you know, you usually favor your youth players over guys you sign. Mm-hmm. I think generally, and I, I agree with you. He he seems to be like he was. He could have been a really really good deep line, like uh, number six who could really distribute the ball around well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember watching him when when PSG beat Barcelona four nothing in the Champions League, and he looked really good. And then somehow, just some way, he must have—I don't know—just yeah. That game there was supposed to be the turning point. You know, he, at that time, I think he was twenty-one or twenty-two. Yeah, that was about two years ago, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So he's twenty-three right now. Yeah, he would have been about twenty-one. Yeah. So, and that was supposed to be the turning point. That was when everybody's like, "Oh my God, this guy's going to be a top player. This guy is finally coming into his own." And then the last two years have been the exact same as the few years before that. And, I mean, he, he can't even get into the France squad anymore. I mean, he, he wasn't in Russia. He uh, hasn't really been playing a part for, for his country. And, you know, when players are in that sort of situation, what they normally do is, you know, take it down a notch. You know, if you're going to move clubs, take, maybe take a step down to a club maybe on the Dortmund, Spurs, Arsenal, Napoli sort of level. and then yeah. And then yeah. get more minutes in, and then get back into your national team. But I mean, he's picked the biggest club on the on the planet. And usually, when you pick when you pick the Real Madrid's the the maybe not the Bayern Munichs, but the Real Madrid's the the Barcelona's, you know, the even the PSG's, the one oh, Man City, Chelsea, like those teams. Manchester United, terrible record with. Uh, youth players i personally think they usually just loan those guys out and and then they just kind of get lost in transfer business really they're just another uh product to sell Mm -hmm. um i think he should have chosen a team like maybe dortmund or maybe even a team like schalke you know a a leon wouldn't have been bad for this guy you know you need to play yeah you don't need to sit on the bench and and learn from a busquets because you know, you, unless you're that confident in yourself, I don't think he's going to ever really pick it up that quickly. Um, is what it, what it is, actually. I think he is a very, very confident player. Yeah, and it must be showing because if he's thinking he's going to go into Barcelona, I think you're right, Mahith. He's going to be the fifth choice. Vidal's better than him, and he offers them different plays. Like, Vidal will go into the box. He's basically the replacement to Paulinho, yeah. who will go into the box He'll try and score, but he can defend as well. Busquets will never be dropped until his legs are shot off, if, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, Arthur is looking like he'll be the next real deal. And then Rakitic is the the, the tool man. You know, he can do everything. Um, I think this is a bad mistake on Rabio's part. I think PSG could use him still as well. I don't think, I don't think him staying at PSG would be a, a bad decision, but Hey, I'm not. I'm not his agent or his mom or him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, his his mom is his agent, actually. So then, there you go. I'm not his mom agent yeah. or him. <laughs> yeah, actually, his his wages are supposed to be crazy at Barcelona. Reportedly, he's going to be making 170 thousand pounds a week. Really? Let's see. Hundreds? Is it pounds or euros? It's pounds. Oh my god, that is. Yeah, and bad the, business by Barcelona. Even I don't understand why they would pay him that much money. Yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, these guys do see more than we see, so perhaps there is something you know in there that possibly. I mean, he is—he's six foot two, he's mm-hmm. twenty-three, but.
but he's only made six appearances in that French national team, which is the best national team in the world at the moment. Winning the World Cup proves that, in my opinion, always. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think 170, wow, I, that, that baffles me, honestly. Mm-hmm. But he's a good player. He'll be a good squad player for Barcelona, who oh. always, always, always invests in their bench, Yeah, which definitely. is what they uh they seem to do with every big club does as well but i don't know i don't i don't like that move for barcelona but hey whatever yeah we'll see how how it uh plans out mm-hmm. might be wrong yeah i could eat my words completely but i, I give my opinion right now right <laughs> so we'll move on to aaron ramsey who is confirmed to be leaving arsenal um at the end of his contract which runs mm-hmm. out i but you know there are rumors that he was going to leave either this window or in the summer. I think it, it, I think it's going to be in the summer. I think Unai Emery wants to keep him for the for the next you know five ish months. Right. I mean, when when the when people found out the clubs that were interested in Ramsey, I mean, everybody was going nuts because nobody could believe it. I mean, it was PSG, Juve, Real Madrid, Chelsea. It was the biggest clubs in the world. Mm-hmm. After a player who nobody really talks about. I mean, he he's not really, you know, one of those. He's not a household name, and yeah, I mean, there is a reason that you put Rabio to Barcelona over Ramsey to Juventus. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, to your point, I mean, man, Ramsey is actually a, a like he's a very good player. I've always I've always thought of him pretty highly mm-hmm, in yeah. terms of, especially from what I hear from you as an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Um, he's a guy who will. Again, maybe like Vidal, he'll get into the box. He'll be able to do everything, but he definitely seems to be of that more of that a cam role where he can he can score, he can make plays. Yeah, um, he's got pretty good uh, control of the ball as well, from what I've noticed yeah. watching him a couple times too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he scored, you know, the the biggest goals that I've seen for Arsenal in those two FA Cups. Yeah, and and you know those are the two most important wins, two most important goals. That Arsenal have had since the days of Veer and and Henri, and you know he spent eleven years at the club. There's still debate over whether he's a club legend or not by many people. Um, I'm still on the fence about that. You know he's he's not the big name once again, but no for the club it's it's very arguable. But going back to him moving to Juve, um, the thing about the Serie A that I like for Ramsey is that you know in midfield so much time and space. And, you know, he really thrives on running from deep into the box late in moves. And that's how he gets, you know, so many goals and assists. I mean, it's ridiculous. Even this season, he's only started eight out of 21 games, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he he is top 10 in the league for assists. Yeah. Six, and he has two goals to add to that. And um, last season under Wenger was pretty insane as well. I mean, seven goals, eight assists in 21 Premier League games, which is unbelievable for a midfielder yeah and in syria i think that those numbers go up and i think that's why juve have have really you know put effort into the signing they don't really have the goals from midfield at the moment and i think that's an asset to really any club oh yeah goals from from deep from deep positions you like uh everybody wants some versatility in their midfield i mean kadira's a very good uh controller of play and dictating how things go um, Pjanic is a guy who will make plays happen, but I I don't think he makes the plays the same way Ramsey kind of does. Ramsey is more a little bit more direct with it, whereas Pjanic makes those perfect 
kind of balls or those long shots or those free kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm drawing a blank to the other center mid that they, they have right now. I'm... I use my Tweety Bentancur is up there as well. Right, right. And Bentancur is kind of like the same kind of player as yeah. as a Ramsey would be. Um, mm-hmm. Even Matuidi could be compared to him a little bit in terms of versatility because Ramsey could play on the wing like Matuidi does actually sometimes for Juve. I think this is a very good move by Juventus as well. And um, we'll have to see how he works out. And I, I do expect him to be doing pretty well for them, honestly. I, I think so as well. I think this is a really good pickup for Juve. Mm-hmm. For a free transfer, isn't much, you know, isn't much risk. He is no. going a highly paid player. There's rumors that he's going to be the second highest paid player after Ronaldo. We'll have to see if that's true or not. But, you know, regardless of that, I think... I mean, I think him and Rabio getting big, big um, contracts is due to the fact that the clubs aren't really paying money to get their services. You know, it's a free transfer, and then they're putting most of the money towards the contract rather than the transfer fee because there is none, right? True. Okay, that that does that does make sense, and I get that point. I just always, I don't know, man. I, I would you think that Ramsey would be starting for Juventus? Because I personally don't. If he's not starting for Arsenal. I don't think he'll ever be starting consistently for Juve. Yeah. And I don't know if that justifies how much he would be making in terms of like other than Ronaldo, you have players like Manzukic, you have Chiellini, you have Pjanic like we said before, you have, you know, even maybe Matuidi, a Dybala for sure. I would expect him to want more money after that. Yeah. But I guess I guess you are right. They don't have to pay twenty or ten million for this guy if they pick him up on a free transfer or something like that. If they would have to pay a bit of money for him, because maybe say Juve want him for this Champions League push now, mm-hmm. then maybe I could see the wages being dropped a bit, and maybe they give him a signing bonus or a a, um, a certain challenge of score ten goals and he'll get five hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah. Along those lines, with Ramsey's injury history, I think the contract may have a lot of incentives and you know, like performance based, based uh, you know payouts and stuff like that. For sure, Welsh Welsh people have a problem with injuries. Cough, cough, care, fail. <laughs> <laughs> Poor. But going back to you know him being a starter or not, I think he's gonna play a, a pretty decent role for Juve. You know, I think he's gonna. Probably make around twenty starts in in Syria next season. Okay, I think well, he's definitely I mean, a good enough player to to play a decent part in this team. And looking at sure. some of the players that have put up crazy numbers in Syria before, similar players like Hamshik, Nangalan, Banega, they get they've gotten ridiculous numbers in this league. Mm-hmm. And similar players to Ramsey, so I think you know that's what Juve saw and and they want to use him. Yeah, I mean when you have that. When you when you see different uh, players who have the same kind of style and it works very effectively in leagues, it's hard not to think, well, why can't this guy do that for us as well? Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see him in the Juve shirt too. And I, I yeah. don't know how you would feel personally about this <laughs> as an Arsenal fan because he is a very good player and, and he's not old. Like he's 28, yeah. right? He's in the prime now. Yeah. Um, I think Arsenal is making a mistake when, it, like, when it comes to their business wise. I don't know why they can't pay this guy. Um, I think they should have probably modeled the team with Lacazette, him, and Socrates and Torreira, yeah. uh, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know really what happened because in the summer when Unai Emery got appointed, he said that he wanted to make Ramsey one of his key players. And then, you know, three games into the season, he dropped Ramsey and Ramsey never really came back into the first team, which I think is so stupid. I mean... It, isn't, it he, sounds stupid to me too. <laughs> Alex Iwobi every game. Henrik Mkhitaryan every game. And mm. then he benches Meza Ozil. He benches Aaron Ramsey. I don't understand why. I yeah. Mean, like, going back to the stats I mentioned, I mean, every time Ramsey is played, he's put up numbers. Like Yeah. He, like, Guendouzi is a good player, but I don't... You can't convince me, even with their different style of play, mm-hmm. that you can justify starting Guendouzi over Ramsey, in my opinion. Yeah. Even, especially Mkhitaryan, who I do... I have cheered for, and I like Mkhitaryan, but... You know, he's not the same guy from Dortmund. He's not 33 goals in that one season somehow. I don't know how he did that, man. (laughs) When I watch him, I have zero clue how he's able to put stuff like that up. Like, Like, he's a player who could be well in the Russian League from what I've seen. And (laughs) that's no disrespect to him and or to the Russian League, but that's what I think Mm -hmm. about the quality of player that he is. He's a good player, and he could make some work off the bench, but... Start like does he start every game, Mkhitaryan? Almost, yeah, basically every game. Mm. It's quite, it's quite frustrating. I, yeah, the thing with Arsenal is they don't really have, they don't have any wingers in the squad actually. So it's... yeah, he he's one of the only wingers mm-hmm. like who has a bit of pace too. Like generally, the Premier League, although I think every league should want a pa- pacey winger, mm-hmm. but physicality in the Prem is is a lot is valued more than any other league. Yeah, I mean, I going back to Ramsey. I have no clue why Arsenal are letting him letting him go like this. Yeah. And, in the summer, they could have just sold him. I mean, they could have made like a four. Like in the summer, if they wanted to sell him, they could have made thirty, forty million. Yeah. And two and months into the season, two months after the the transfer window ended, they said that they're not gonna they're not gonna re-sign him. I mean, which is like, stupid. What you could have just sold him two months ago and. Yeah. Could, money i mean you know if you look at liverpool's transfer business they're the way they sell players is unbelievable i mean they just sold dominic solanke to oh. to bournemouth for 20 million didn't he, he scored he's one goal one goal last season and then um i think two seasons ago he went on loan to vitesse you know from chelsea obviously and he yeah. scored seven goals in 30 games in eredivisie i mean that's not good no somehow liverpool have convinced Bournemouth to pay this much for the guy. They convinced, um, I think it was also Bournemouth to take Danny Ward, who is like a third string goalkeeper, for twelve million. They're uh-huh. selling Danny Ings for twenty five million. Meanwhile, Arsenal have let Alexis go for for you know for Mkhitaryan, which is basically nothing. Yeah, Ramsey for nothing. Uh, Coquelin was I think ten million. Gabriel was ten million. And Shen- you could probably like- use Gabriel instead of Mustafi, even though. I've heard that Mustafi's been better. I have always thought Gabriel has been a bit better of a defender. He is a better defender, and it should have been Mustafi who who left the club and not Gabriel. You know, even with Gabriel being, you know, not quite, uh, you know, I don't know how to explain him. He's not a top center back, but he's a good defender who is probably okay at passing and is physically good enough. Yeah, he's a very raw player. That's what I was going to say. And, and, you know, Mustafi is... mm, bit of oh man, I, I I don't want to swear on this so I'm not gonna <laughs> describe him, but <laughs> he, very he, do you think he's a bum yeah a bit I oh. think he I think he, he's done well to play a bit better this season but man he is not a good player 
we'll move on from this now so Mahit doesn't swear on the Free Folk Football Podcast. Sorry for any of the kids listening. Yeah, we're going to have to <laughs> Chelsea now. Um, man, Chelsea are in a weird situation because apparently they might be hit with a massive transfer ban. Um, and, you know, these were just rumors, but then once you started seeing how many players are being linked with, you start to think that maybe this is true because they're trying to get players in before that transfer ban hits. I mean, they already signed Pulisic for 64 million euros. Oh. It was a nuts me oh. for a player who, you know, isn't really... He, he wasn't a key player for Dortmund, and he was he got benched by Jaden Sancho, who was, I think, two or three years younger than him. Yeah, he is. And, you know... I mean, and Chelsea are now linked with Frank Kessier from AC Milan, Nicolo Barella from Cagliari, and, you know, Higuain even, who's on loan at Milan. Yeah. It seems like they're desperate to get players in in this window. And I think that really has to do with with the the transfer ban that, you know, is reportedly coming. Um, I think that's due to them signing, um, I think, 14 or 15 underage youth players in an illegal manner, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure about the details, but you know, uh, what do you think about the Pulisic transfer? Because, I mean, Willian has been god awful this season, mm. but um, Pedro has been okay. Their two strikers have been awful as well, and it really is just Hazard pulling that team into the top. Four. I mean, if they didn't have Hazard, I don't know where they would be. I think they would easily be worse than Arsenal and United at at, uh, at this moment in time, but. Um, even Callum Hudson-Odoi is being linked with the move to Bayern, and I think Chelsea really just just pulled the trigger on this transfer really, really early, just to just to get it out of the way, just to sort of you know have something to fall back on in case things don't work mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think this honestly has to do a bit with jersey sales, in my opinion, due to the fact that you know he's an American. He's he is the first real big-time American player that we've seen in the past couple of years. Like, there's never been an American player with this kind of hype around him. Yeah. And he's a very good player, to be fair to him. And I, I do like Pulisic, um, not to insult him. $64 million is a bit too much for me, but going back to jersey sales, I think if, if this guy could really start on an English team, and usually Canada and the U.S. watches a bit more Premier League than especially the Bundesliga, let alone other leagues. Yeah. Um, I think they could make a massive amount of money on his jersey sales if he performs really well for America. Yeah. Um, and I think he's a good player, and I think he could do well there. But, I mean, they're going to probably lose Hazard regardless of this transfer ban or not, unless he's that loyal, mm-hmm. which they would definitely have to pay him a ridiculous amount of money to stay there. I'm talking, thinking maybe 300 grand a week i don't know if he's not already on that he probably should be he's probably 200 something yeah and he would definitely get a pay uh, raise if they want to keep him away from real madrid because they look like they want him bad i think uh, higher than that actually i mean if you look at alexis sanchez and meza ozil are on 350k a week at their clubs and they're both performing i mean underperforming really yeah. heavily but i think hazard's gonna look at that and be like 400 I mean, if you guys want me to stay, I'm going to need 400000 a week. And I think that makes a lot of sense for him. Yeah, and I think Chelsea can afford that, no problem. Yeah. I, I, and um, I have heard in the summer this year that, or sorry, last year, that Abramovich might have, might be selling the club. There's uncertainty with the, the stadium, if they need a new stadium, because Stanford Bridge is apparently getting old. 
Um, they also have one, a striker that they don't trust in Murata. The mm-hmm. fan base definitely doesn't trust him. They don't like him. Yeah. Um, Giroud is 30, going to be getting there. And he's a player known for his physicality and link of play. Um, not that the link of play has to do with anything with his age, but the physicality will, because that's always what separated Sherwood from an average striker to a good striker, in my yeah. opinion. Even um, is like twenty, like in his late twenties in his prime, he was a slow player. So I can't imagine what he's going to be like when he's like thirty-four. He'd be a man that probably he'd be yeah. very slow. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, those underage players. UEFA and FIFA do not screw around with bans. They banned all the three top. I think they 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 were about to ban Real Madrid, and then somehow they they magically got that waved away. Barcelona had a year uh, transfer ban off. Atletico had a year transfer ban, and I think Chelsea's been rumored with a two year transfer ban, which is really really catastrophic for that club and for Maurizio Sarri because he's not going to be able to get his players that he wants and that's a guy who really relies on like 11 players all yeah. the time supposedly Very loves is having a lot of depth and i think they're going to struggle with that they're going to have to look to i mean they're going to have to look towards their academy for once in their life i think <laughs> they do get hit with this i mean they, they never do i mean no they don't they don't trust them at all apparently i don't know why yeah and callum hudson adoy has been brilliant when he's played this year, but still behind Willian, who's been awful, as I mentioned, yeah, in the pecking order, it, it doesn't really make sense to me. And now Hudson Doy is apparently trying to push through a transfer to Bayern, which Bayern... I I won't I don't blame the kid for trying yeah. to get away from Chelsea because they yeah. seem to have an iron grip on these loan players. There's 40 people on loan. Why? <laughs> yeah, like, they bit, come but... on, Heath. Like you can't you can't. How can you justify that? Like, I mean, they might be honestly, they might be fine with this transfer ban because they can finally use these guys for once. Yeah, I don't know if the, if they're gonna think, oh no, we're gonna be tenth now because we have a bunch of bums on loan, or if they're gonna finally strike gold with a couple of these guys because they're just loaning them to the Dutch league every year. But yeah. Why? I don't know. And and for Hudson Adoy, I mean, he's gonna be looking at the Bundesliga and seeing. His English U21 teammates, Jaden Sancho, is thriving in the Bundesliga and recently mm-hmm. is also doing the same. And, you know, if how can you blame him for wanting to leave if, if you know, if you're not giving him an opportunity? And mm-hmm. Bayern want him to replace Robin. Yeah. Huge step in his career and, you know, a huge, I'd say, a, a bit of a gamble for Bayern. But, you know, I, I don't blame him whatsoever. No. as a, For a player, I de- definitely don't blame him for stepping up if he thinks that he's willing to go up I may have criticized Rabiot for choosing Barcelona but you can't you can't deny the the glamour and the the attraction to those to these big clubs mm-hmm. you know if if they think that um if they have to buy like a couple of players from Italy quickly they, they're gonna those clubs are gonna ask for a big price Frank Kessie won't be coming cheap for Chelsea oh. at all nor will this guy from, I believe it's uh, Caligari. Yeah, Nicole. they won't. They they will not be selling them for under thirty million, especially when they know that they they might be facing some bad problems coming their way. Yeah, definitely. And you know, with Chelsea having a striker issue. You know, Marata barely scoring, Giroud not scoring. They're linked with Higuain, 
I mean, when they're, you know, with that deal, they're rumored to be sent <laughs> on loan to Milan. And, you know, at Higuain's age, I, I, I don't know how this deal is going to work out for Chelsea. Especially if it is just a loan and this yeah. transfer deal is, I mean, so the transfer ban is going to go on. They need another center forward and it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to get one if the transfer ban does happen. Yeah. Honestly, I, rude. I, I think Higuain's a better player than both Murata and Giroud on a consistent season basis. In terms of in the clutch, I don't know if if he's that guy for them, but maybe that's not what they're looking for. Maybe they're just thinking we need a striker that can consistently score 15 to 20 to 25 goals. He's always been a, a really top scorer in Serie A, and he's played at Real Madrid for a while too. Um, but, like, again, he's – his age is a big problem if they're going to face a transfer ban and alone doesn't really make sense either but yeah. hey this is Chelsea a lot of things don't make sense either yeah we'll see how that works out for them I mean we're not sure if that transfer ban is going to happen or not so I think... yeah it is all speculation at this point mm-hmm. alright so we'll move on to Monaco who are a bit of a sob story this season sitting <sighs> in league uh, which is God awful, and they're four points from safety as well. So it's not like it's you know uh, gonna be easy for them to get out. Their squad is really inexperienced. And they've got a, a a guy at at the helm who's never managed a, a club before in Thierry Henry. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think they had to sort of go out and get players this window, and they've done that with Naldo joining. Even at thirty six, I think he's he's a upgrade at center. Yeah. Um, and now. It's rumored that Pepe and Cesc Fabregas are going to join the club. And, you know, it adds experience, it adds quality. And uh, Henri played with Fabregas actually uh, when they were at Arsenal for two years when Fabregas was really young and Henri was getting up into his 30s. But, you know, I, I think these three signings are going to be enough to get them out of the hole because, I mean, all three of these players are quality. They're going to both, I mean, all three of them are going to play, you know, in the spine. Now they'll. Yeah. You know, I think that's a combined age of age of seventy one, but still better than what they have at the moment. And Fabregas is a real quality player, and I think they've really missed Jean Moutinho this year, who mm. go to Wolves, and I think Fabregas is a good replacement for him. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think uh, I think Monaco's in some some big problems, and they realize that they they don't want to go back down to League Two. They didn't invest all this money just to go back there. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, but yeah, Pepe will add definitely that grit and uh, and some decent passing from the back. Fabregas is going to add, um, going to ha- have to try and help out Falcao, who uh, has been a little inconsistent this year. And um, they're just adding more experience. And you know, they these guys, like we don't, they they don't have to stay there for long. Naldo will probably stay maybe a year or two since he's 36. I don't imagine him going past 39, being yeah. there at, at that. Pepe was at Besiktas, and then they released him, and now he's probably going to sign for free as a free agent. Yeah. And Fabregas has been used as a as a kind of a bench player for Chelsea, but a good bench player as always. And um, I think these will help them reach – you know, they might be going through like a Dortmund kind of phase mm-hmm. where – and Jurgen Klopp's last year, Dortmund really struggled. They were 17th, and then they got up to, I think, about like 
a Europa League spot, maybe a, a, a spot down like eighth or seventh or ninth in the Bundesliga. I can't remember. But I think Monaco, with the quality that they still have some, whether I, I mean, they had like Chadley starting in Champions League, which is pretty yeah. bad. Um, but I think even like Chadley's not a bad player. And I think, I think, uh, in a, in a league in, in league, I think they can, I think they, they, they will avoid relegation for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think they can get to, you know, maybe 10th or 11th, especially with, I don't know how Henri is going to handle these guys coming back from a, basically being an analyst in English football to a French manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he was assistant manager with Belgium at for like a year or something. But you know, even that is you know, basically a part time job. Yeah, straight into a, a, a huge task at Monaco to get mm-hmm. this back to where it belongs. But I think they've built the spine pretty well in this window. I mean, Subasic in goal, Naldo Pepe center back, Fabregas, Golovin in midfield, players like that, Tielemans in midfield as well, and then Falcao up front. Yeah. I think a good enough spine to get out of this hole, and I think they will do it. But you know, it, it it might be a bit harder than than we think. I think I think you know, even up to this point, the fact that you know it's it's been over halfway through the season and they're still stuck in this in this section. I think it's it's a bit more than personnel issues. I think there's got to be something wrong with the mentality at the club. For sure, definitely confidence is probably at an all time low. From all the players, Falcao included, who I think is definitely the most uh, um, decorated of out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that none of them are feeling good about what they've accomplished this year. Yeah, and you you might be right though. Like we might be underestimating the how good the French league has become, especially with a a, a, a league that's known to really produce good young players because again France is the world champion and you 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 build that through your youth players at your basically your your clubs in the league in the leagues and um it it's going to be a difficult task no doubt about it they're still struggling and I hope they avoid relegation too because I don't I don't I've never really disliked Monaco. They've always been a team in the Champions League that somehow pulls out these upsets. Mm-hmm, yeah, I I'm quite excited to watch them actually with all these players. It's it's quite interesting having these guys play together with Thierry Henry as manager. Well, it's 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 quite an interesting project there. Yeah, it seems usually a team with a lot of emphasis in youth is now seeming to be signing really old old players for a quick fix which I definitely don't blame them due to the fact that they need results and they need them now and I can't rely on these kids because one it's probably going to damage them more than it's going to help them because they're just going to get battered and it's a bad mess there right now but it'll be interesting to see the Naldo Pepe partnership and also how Fabregas and Falcao will work together I think that Fabregas and Falcao will do pretty well Mm -hmm. Um, and it's definitely if if Henri can pull them somehow to say a Europa League spot, yeah. I think that is an overwhelming success for him, and he could probably be their manager. I would I would be confident in giving him a contract if I was the Monaco owner. If he got them to a Europa League spot, I think I would give him oh. I would give him a two year job right there. Yeah. All right, Nick. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thanks again for joining me. Of course, no problem, Heath. Anytime.
All right, guys. Thank you for listening to our January transfer roundup. We'll probably do one later in the window, but uh, since it was the first week, we thought it was a great idea to just sum up some of the bigger rumors, which is going to Inter, Rabio to Barcelona, Ramsey to Juve, Chelsea doing boatloads of stuff, and then Monaco adding some experience to their lineup. So check out our Twitter, guys. That is at FreeFlowBlog. Um, these podcasts are going to come a bit more frequently than before. Um, yeah, check out our website. we got tons of great articles coming, a lot of great new writers joining, and um, thank you guys for listening.